0: dk golf guy presented by bones brothers media listen to the register it tolls for thee the bones dk golf family taking down not only some good caches this week but some actual bracelets this week also got to give a shout out to listener bubba 2m he was a 1500 winner uh, with advice from the bones dk podcast got to give a shout out to myself golf guy wv Won the thirty-three man, or won the thirty-three dollar, three hundred and fifty-three man event for a thousand bucks, all on the advice of Bones DK Golf and TW Man sixty-six. Want to join? Uh, want to welcome them to the program, TW Man? How you doing down in Tampa? Getting warm in June, July, and August down there, isn't it?
1: It's so humid right now that that just living, my windows fog up. My, my screen door is like fogged up. I'm drawing, you know, smiley faces in it and middle fingers. But feeling uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty good, man. You know, uh, close call this past week, but a um, lot, lot of good success. I want to shout out to Jeremy G out in Phoenix, too. Took down his uh, personal league with Harris English and Louis Ustazen. So um, congrats to him as well.
0: Yeah, Bones DK golf. The heater continues. Uh, we wanted to treat the U.S. Open like a major championship. Uh, In terms of DK golf, and we certainly did. Uh, Only one real miss in the analysis, which was Higo, or Higo, however you want to say it, in this uh, week's lineup. But otherwise, we were red hot on Ustazen. We were red hot on English, which may have been the call of the week. Um we had some guys too that we didn't include in the lineup like Streelman who we were real high on and had a real nice finish. So again even though uh, it amounted to some small cashes for you guys this week not the big bracelet you guys wanted, still got to be feeling good about this past week's US Open.
2: Yeah, feeling great, man. I want to ride the momentum. I uh, can't complain after a big cash, but like Wildman said, we're pretty much one call off from taking down the the million dollars and uh it stings a little bit, but we just want to continue to ride the heater. It makes me feel really good seeing our listeners starting to win. I wanted to give out a shout-out to uh, Ryan Ryan Morey. Uh, he hits me up all the time, just a random guy that follows us. He won the 11-man uh, contest for $750, another benefit of the low-man contest. Entered uh, the same lineup in different contests in case he hit the nuts. So love that idea. $750, congrats to him. And yeah, man, uh, we're you know we still cash. We got a nice little bankroll, and uh, Edge, congrats on the on the bracelet, man. Back to back for Bones DK family. Uh, let's continue the heater.
0: Yeah, you, you mentioned something there too. And one thing about the success I was able to have this week, I think I really early in the week reserved some lineups or, or reserved some entries in the contests that I like. I like those single entry contests. I like those contests that have a couple hundred guys in them, maybe even around a thousand, hovering around there. Um, and I'm playing for those ten thousand dollar caches, those five thousand dollar caches, those one thousand dollar caches, instead of playing for the seventy five grand and the one hundred grand and the one hundred and fifty grand. I think that's really important for um, not only you know beginner DFS players, but certain veteran players as well. That's something you guys are always looking at is contest structure and Wildman. It's so important to get into not only a good staked tournament you know, a a good entry fee where you can actually win some real money, but also a good tournament field where you have a legitimate, the best chance, if you will, of winning the contest.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time. We analyze that stuff. What DK posts, Um, you know, that millionaire maker that we were playing in the $4,400 entry was actually a pretty bad contest because there was a $900,000 drop from first to second. So, you know, we feel bad that we, we made a, a, a slight mistake there at the 7,200 mark. But, I mean, finish it second in that contest, you know, nobody's complaining about 100K, but, man, that would hurt too. Uh, so, you know, you want to look at those things and make sure that, that you're not just um, fighting for that, that miracle carrot out there. And you're actually looking at contests that can pay you off and help you build up a bankroll as you go. Because if you're playing this just for the one hitter, um, you can stick to those small contests with twenty six thousand people and probably play it for the rest of your life and lose a thousand bucks. You know, if you're looking to do this to, to build up a bankroll and keep pressing like a blackjack table, if you will, then yeah, be be selective with your contests. Go uh, single entry or three maxes, and, uh, and and try to have a lineup that you're proud of that, where you have six guys who you think can contend.
0: Yeah, and and to that point, you know, if you're playing a ten dollar tournament a two and a half x you know on your rate of return is 25 bucks if you're paying playing a hundred dollar 2.5 x it's 250 and fifty dollar on your rate of return so it exponentially grows as you go again bones dk had had a couple near misses but um you know If I'm playing in a much larger contest, if I'm playing in one of those contests for a jackpot where there's, you know, 14,000 people in it, those two ROM birdies at the end are going to sink me because I don't have a piece of ROM right there. I only have ustays, And so, again, you know, uh, low risk, you know, maybe not as high reward, but as Wildman said, you're able to build a bankroll, and that's what this is all about, right?
2: No doubt. I mean, that's, you know... Yeah, the winning... Lineup one million dollar lineup. In our, in, in, yeah, yeah. In our in our contest, the four 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 four, the winning lineup did not have John Rom. So there you go. Uh, it didn't even affect us at all. It actually moved us up a little bit in the standings because less people owned Rom than I, I believe Louis Ustays. and so that actually helped us out when we didn't have Louis. And that is the benefit. I mean, last couple catches have been five of sixes, and that just so. Uh, a little annoyed right now because we're so close to a couple of sixes. And if you do get six to six in that small contest, you're going to run away with it, uh, like Edge. Edge, you would have ran away with that tournament. I know you were never thinking about entering in that tournament, so the FOMO is not there. But honestly, you would have won by like 35 points with that lineup. So, again, if you're not entering multi multi lineups like 50 lineups, then do single entries. Do do three max because that's all we're doing. We're believing in our guys, and I only do two to three lineups. If you're if you want to do 50-60 lineups, go ahead and enter the 20 max, but I recommend you because it gives you way more opportunity to win $1,000 than uh, thirty k at first.
0: Alright, so we're going all the way across the country now. Uh, from Torrey Pines, we are headed to the Travelers, which is in Cromwell, Connecticut. Wildman, what can you tell us about the course in Yukon?
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the longest tenured PGA Tour uh, events here. <clears throat> I think this is like the 62nd year that it's been here at TPC river Highlands, Uh, but it's a short course. One of the shortest on the PGA tour par 70, um, with only two par fives. So it's a, it's a relatively easy course. You're getting winners in like 16, 20 under par. Um, so we're going to be targeting guys that can make birdies and, uh, and sort of play that wedge game. Very similar to like an RBC heritage, very small greens here as well. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to be dialed up. It, this is a course that normally doesn't get the um, the field that it has right now. But COVID, you know, we're still feeling the lasting effects of COVID with the comeback and everybody getting prepared. So, so you're going to see a lot of guys over here stateside um, at this event for probably the last time until the Open in a couple of weeks over in um, Europe. So, um, yeah, easy course, par 70. We're looking at birdie makers. We're looking at guys that can go sub 70 out here. Not a lot of eagles, but this is also where Furyk uh shot the PGA Tour record 58 a couple years ago. Um so, you know, we'll get more into the type of player and and stuff like that, but there are low numbers out here. There's a couple 60s, 61s, 62s out here typically.
0: Yeah, you need birdie makers for sure there. And this these are average 5000 square feet per green. These are the smallest greens. the tour will stop on throughout the entire season so what kind of statistics are we looking for bones dk to build the lineup with these uh, with this week how do those small greens affect your strategy
2: yeah i mean i look at these stats almost every week but it's ball strikings uh strokes gained approach and off the tee uh you you just want guys that are going to stick it on these greens uh and obviously you want a little bit around the green since they are small if you do miss your most likely going to have to chip around the green. So I'm looking at around the green ball striking and uh, approach.
0: Really strong field here. Top tier guys. You got DJ, DeChambeau, who really, you know, I don't think Deschambeau or Kepka looked really good at the U.S. Open last week. Of course, Shambo had a lead with nine holes to go. Kepka never really gave up, but was never really a threat after. You know, the beginning of Saturday. So, these top tier guys here, anybody that you guys are building your lineup around, any clear cut favorite you like here, TW man.
1: I think what's crazy, you know, DJ's the, the defending champ here. And then the last two winners prior to him are Ches Reevy and and Bubba Watson. So, you know who the outlier of those three guys is, right? It's Ches Uh He's one of the shortest hitters on the PGA Tour. So, this is a course where, you know, you can get it done any style. Uh, with any style of skill set, but but when it comes down to what you need on the course, it's getting off the tee well and having wedges into greens from like 125 to 175. And that's where you're really going to make your money here. Like you said, small greens. So, um, you know, we need guys that can get a tee to green. You, you, you know there's a lot of birdies out here, but there's also very few bogeys. If you look back at last year's tournament, Um, You know the guys up at the top are like a plus twenty ratio in birdies to bogeys, and and that's big. So you know if you can find a guy who can just kind of plug it along like Ches Reevy, you got a chance there. But anyways, at the top, um, I think we're going to be fading the top. To be honest with you, I mean it's just too easy of a course where uh, overall talent is going to trump um, opportunity, in my opinion at least. I mean, so we're going to be.
0: DeChambeau hitting a long ball, though. Patrick Reed, a guy who has great wedge play. You know, a lot of birdies out there. Those are guys that can make birdies, though, but you're saying fade.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking for a guy that can post 20 under. I think DJ can post 20 under any week. I don't necessarily say the same thing about DeChambeau and Reed or Kepka for that matter, if that makes sense. You know, we want those guys in more
2: challenging situations. Do
0: you agree with that, Bones, DK?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with Wildman. But uh, there, is, there is one take I want to say on DJ. You know, I was just looking at DJ. I didn't realize he was the defending champ. And I was scrolling down, looking at his form. You know, he has a 48th, miscut, cut, 10th, 19th. Doesn't look amazing. You know, irons are okay. But then you scroll down to the Travelers here when he won, and it's almost identical. You have a 10th, 48th, miscut, cut, 17th. And then you get the first place out of DJ there. Look at his irons. He missed there twice right before the win. He gained a little bit before the win. And then he goes to six. You scroll up, it's right there. So, man, I I thought I was going to completely fade the top and start in the 9K, maybe, or even Patrick Reed at 10K. But DJ, I think, has a serious chance to go back-to-back here. If I'm going to play anybody, it's a lock at DJ. But, you know, you do have to go down there and find those cheap guys. If you do play an expensive guy, and like last week, when John Rahm won, you didn't even need him, so that's just something to consider. I do like D.J. a lot here.
0: Yeah, it's all about getting six for six through, I think, more so than than picking the winner. You jump into that $9,000 tier. This is a really interesting tier. The only guy I think I would feel comfortable playing out of this tier is probably Scheffler at 9600 but boy, Casey, I know he's playing well, had a nice uh, result at the U.S. Open, but 9,900. That's a lot for Paul Casey. 9,400 is insane for Streelman. Wolf at 9,300 is a feel-good story. You heard about his mental illness, I'm sure, over and over and over again last week. Tony Finau, Abraham Answer, Neiman rounding out the $9,000 plateau. And I'll also just throw in there Bubba Watson at 8,900, who's won here before. And he does seem to be like, you know, a uh, uh, better favorite than most people are giving him credit for right now. So anybody in that tier you're thinking about beginning your lineup around Wildman. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean we're we're gonna go right back to value, right? We talked about Ustazen and Rom last week. Um, and, you know, lo and behold they finished first and second, but you saved three grand there and all those lineups at the top, like Rob said, had Usteen and not Rom. This week we're looking at a guy like Streelman being ninety four hundred. Great course history here. Uh, he's got a win here, one of his two PGA Tour wins. He's got a runner-up here. He's got another slew of good finishes here. Uh, he's called this course his favorite course on the PGA Tour. Um, but you look down, let's go down like 2100 bucks into that $7,200, 7400 $7, range. You got Stuart Sink, who's won on tour this year already multiple times and has won here and finished second here two years ago. So, again, 2100 bucks. You know, when we're getting guys like Streelman at 7,000, you know, a tie for 15th is is what you're looking for. When you're getting a guy like Streelman at 9,400, uh, a tie for 15th is not going to get it done. So I'm with you, Edge. I'm on Scotty Scheffler again. Uh, he's just too good. He's got great results at Pete Dye tracks this year. Good finish at the Waste Management, um, among others. And uh, a guy that, you know, is on 59 watch at courses like this, much more than a guy like Streelman might be. So um, we're going to be on Scheffler in this range for me. There's an argument for Casey. And then another guy uh, I would put on the radar is Abraham Answer. I mean, you know, he's got to win something before we we really anoint him, which is is kind of what we say about a lot of guys. but. Probably a good spot for him, too, coming off a missed cut. I, I would venture to guess he's going to be popular this week, but um, you know, a guy that I like where T to green matters and those opportunities matter. Still suspect with a putter, though, so it's Scheffler for us here, I think.
0: Yeah, is the price for Scheffler, Bones, DK, at, what did we say, 98 or 96, is that a fair price for him? And, and, and as we just said, Scotty Scheffler is about ready to break through. With a win. He's gonna win somewhere this year. He is on the cusp. He's playing great golf. He's finishing in a lot of top tens here. He makes a ton of birdies. As you just said, wow, man, he can fire low, low numbers. This is a good setup for Scheffler here. Is he worth building your lineup around, though, at nine thousand eight hundred because he is winless, Bonesy K.
2: He's ninety-six hundred, and yes, he is worth it. Um he is 0 for one at this course, but he was also over two. At Torrey Pines, heading in last week, and he finished seventh at the U.S. Open. So I'm not too worried about that. He's a new player. He's a young guy. He's starting to round into form. You have three top tens in the last four tournaments. I mean, give me Scotty Shepard all day. The fear of missing out is there for me, obviously, but uh, I'm going to play him this week, definitely. Paul Casey, another uh, another guy here. I know he's going to be chalk. A lot of people are looking at him. Why wouldn't he be chalk? He has like three top fives with his course. He loves his course. One, two, three, four, five, six top tens in his last nine tournaments. His approach is there. He's gaining off the tee. He likes bent grass. 9900 bucks all day over Ke- Kevin Streelman, who has like one top 10 in his last 20 uh, at 9400 So I'm going to have to eat the chalk on Casey this week. I'm sorry. Um, I am a little. Um, I am looking at Abraham Answer and I wanted to look at him. He's also supposed to be pretty popular. I think a lot of builds are going to start Casey Answer, just the FYI. But uh, you see, he missed the cut here. But before that, he had three tops and uh, top tens in a, in a top 15. Scroll down to the last time he missed the cut. He followed up with an 18. Missed the cut, followed up with fifth place. I'm not too worried about this guy. He actually was in great form, missed the cut, and followed up with the fifth place there. So. I do like answer as a back uh, as a rebound this week. I was hoping people were going to be off off him cuz he screwed me and Wildman and other people by missing the cut last week, but uh, it doesn't appear people are scared of that, but I do like Abraham answer.
0: That's good stuff, man. I'm going to double down on what Bones DK did last week. I say Sheffler for the win this week. We'll see what happens. $8,000 tier. Bubba Watson and we just mentioned at 89 Brian Harmon who you guys nailed last week was a big part of my big lineup that won a thousand bucks in the uh, thirty three uh, man or the thirty three dollar tournament, Brian Harmon was excellent last week. He's at eighty eight hundred though; that's a little bit higher than we're used to seeing him. Cam Smith at eight thousand seven hundred, another guy you guys nailed last week. For the most part, got through at least. Charlie Hoffman at eighty six hundred. Then you got Kim Rosie Henley. Look out for Harris English at a juicy. 8,200. His ownership's going to be through the roof, though, this week. We also round out the $8,000 tier with Leishman, Scott, and our boy, what do you say, Higo. Wildman. A lot of names we just threw at you there. Anybody you interested in?
1: Yeah, you've got to look at Harmon. I mean, <clears throat> for those of you who watched it, he four-jacked, uh, like, the sixth hole on on Saturday from five feet for par. Maybe it was on the back nine, actually, but I think it was on the front nine. Uh, four-jacked it for quadruple. Then, and then the tour changed it to that crappy app, USGA app, switched it to a triple bogey. Then he missed a 2-foot-10-incher for par on 10. So, I mean, that's four shots that, that uh, for a guy that finished tied for 19th, like he's – you think we have FOMO right now? He's probably laying in bed right now looking at the ceiling like, what, I four-jacked it? You know, and I had a chance to win the U.S. Open? We've been on him since he was in the 7,000s, low 7,000s. Because he's a birdie maker. Um, Love him at short courses. Love him at this type of style. Good finish at the Masters. Good finish at the RBC. Uh, We'll go back to the well and uh, try to exercise some demons with Brian Harmon um, on the greens this week. Uh, Should be some love for Charlie. I don't know, man. Charlie's getting old. You know, we root for him. I don't think it's Charlie's week. And I think he'll be popular, believe it or not. Siwoo Kim is a guy who's always uh, successful at Pete Dye Tracks. As a matter of fact, I think he's all of his wins are at Pete Dye Tracks. So uh, he rates out very well in the model. As a matter of fact, he's number two in the model for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Harris English, I don't love him at this setup. I said this last week, though. He tends to, he tends to uh, for whatever reason, like coattail Dustin Johnson in events. They were both top 20 last week. Um, Obviously, English with a great finish. 8,200? What? 8,200? You know, I say pick your poison with him, but I mean, I I don't think you're going to have any regret playing Harris English this week.
0: Does he make the cut? That's the most important thing. I mean, again, you're talking value here. All I need is guys that get through six for six. Because I'll also say this. Both the lineups that I won on this week, big money on—we uh, call it big money, thousand bucks to the, for the bracelet, three fifty for the sixty-fifth uh, out of one thousand eight hundred. You know, Bones DK, what do you got on Harris English at eighty-two hundred?
2: I do like Harris English at eighty-two hundred. Uh, his history isn't great here, seventy-first and a missed cut in the last two years, but uh, I think he is a different kind of player. His approach is there, so I, I could definitely back. Harris English. I think my favorite play out of this range, I think Wildman mentioned him, was Siwoo Kim. Uh, I'm going to gamble on this guy uh, this week. He can just win tournaments, and I know he's a Pete Dye specialist in good form. His irons are there. Great off the tee. can save himself around the green. So give me some Siwoo Kim in this range. Uh, Let me see if I had anybody else there. Um, Keegan Bradley uh, is okay. I I know we're not in the 7K range, but he's 9 for 10 made cuts at this course, and is a local. I do like Keegan Bradley. I'm not too worried about his missed cut last week or the last time he played. Yeah, he missed the cut at the Memorial. But look before that, couple couple top 20s, uh, second, second place at the Valspar. So I could definitely still back Keegan Bradley here this week.
0: Keegan's always an interesting pick. We get down into that $7,000 range. You got Phil Mickelson. You got Molinari, who had a nice week at the U.S. Open a couple weeks ago. Harold Varner the 3rd boy Jason Day, Kevin Na, Ian Poulter is actually a pretty interesting pick I feel like 7400. He's playing decent golf. He's made a lot of cuts lately. Lanto Griffin had a nice US Open and Stuart Sink you just talked about, wild man. It's 7300. Any of these guys uh ringing the register for you this?
1: Yeah, you left one guy out that I want to talk that I want to start with. He's 7800. It's Max Homa. So you know, his form is, is like Swiss cheese right now. It's everywhere. There's holes in it. There's, you know, that's what I was trying to go with there. Um, but we look back at, again, die tracks, corollary courses, at Pebble Beach Pro-Am, seventh. Uh, Workday championship where you had to be a um, – it's not necessarily a corollary, but you had to be uh, on your game, 22nd. Um, the Valspar, small greens, difficult course, sixth. Two weeks ago at the Memorial, 6th. This is a guy that I think can pop. And if you're in this range, I expect him to be lower owned than most of the guys around him. So, home is a guy I'd put a serious look into. Um, I'm looking at Cameron Tringali as well. Big-time birdie maker. Uh, You know, has contended. He's been chalky, and he's produced for uh, – those who have rode him. Again, he's third at the Valspar a few months ago. God, look at. Poulter, what can you say about the guy, man? Just pours in birdies, man. He's like one of those guys. If Poulter, like Friday afternoon, you're you're just like agonizing over every shot this guy takes. If he makes the weekend and can just let it go, uh, he can pour in some birdies. Love him. And I mentioned Stuart Sink earlier. Fire up the Jets, baby. Second. Uh, two-time winner this year, one at the RBC heritage, which is a corollary. He's won here before runner up here two years ago. Um, you know, we always look at course history, recent form cannot be understated. Scotty Scheffler is exhibit a of that. I'm not going to get too long winded, but like missing a cut last year, nobody even knew who Scotty Scheffler was. He was an up and coming amateur. Now he's on the tour. Now he's in big spots. Now he's producing. It's conceivable that these guys, in good form, can win any event they play. Um, and I think Sink has proven that. And then I'll let Rob talk about Griot, but I think he's a, a fair play this week as well.
0: All right, want to get your flyer of the week here in just a few minutes also. But yeah, Bones, DK, chime in on that $7,000 tier. Who you liking, who you disliking, who you building your lineup, or who's making it into your lineup, I should say.
2: Yeah, I'm going to skip a lot of the mid-range uh, 7K and drop down to Griot at 7,300. Um, you can see he he's not great at putting, uh, gaining 0. .02 on bench, but hey, it's not losing. So I'll take I'll take Rio on some bank grass. And then you scroll down and his irons are still there. I, I just think he this is great value with Rio. I think he'd easily be around the Keegan-Bradley uh, range of 7,900, 7,800, 7,700, something like that. So getting him at 7,300, I just think that's a great way to save some money. Uh, another guy I wanted to talk about was Taylor Gooch. Um, he, he's just a birdie maker, man. Look at his recent stats. He has uh 17 birds or more, and three in the last four. Uh, I just think he's a great player. Looking for him here on my screen. I thought I had him saved. Here he is. Um, he likes bent, uh, more like toa, but you know, not bad on bent. You scroll down, look at those irons gaining 4.6 and 4.8, a little struggling a little bit off the tee, but that's a hard course to memorial when he came in 18th, couple finishes there, fifth of the players. This guy can just top 10. I like him at $7,000.
0: All right. That's good stuff there, Bones, DK. Uh, TW Man, your flyer of the week. I know you were talking about a few of them. Who who made the cut? Who's the guy this week?
1: All right. I'm going to start with his resume. <clears throat> Six-time PGA Tour winner. He's got a runner-up at the Masters. He's won the par three at the Masters. He's a former Olympian. He is a South African turned Slovakian, potentially for Olympic uh, implications. There's rumors out there. Gearing up for another Olympic run coming up. And, oh, the cherry on top, fourth in the model this week. Number four. Doesn't have great history here recently. Number four in the model, Rory Sabatini. Uh, We're firing him up, man. He's he's in a spot where he can string together birdies. Guy that we're really all in on. And, And a guy like, you know, again, you're looking at, got a better resume than a lot of people think
0: what's rory's uh rate i don't have it in front of me here what's he going 6500
1: sorry 6500
0: a lot of value in that pick there if he can get through to make it six for six bones dk when can we expect your uh picks on twitter you're going to be posting them at all this week
2: yeah i'll post my picks uh i was kind of trying to promote the cast last week so i did not post them um but man if you listen to the cast i think that was the right move anyways i could have strayed you away by putting some other players on there so I'll get some picks out there for the guys. Um, The one guy I wanted to mention before we left was Maverick McNeely. Is that the guy? That's him. Is that who we're playing? Yeah, Maverick McNeely. Yeah, 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 Maverick McNeely. Um, So this guy is is another flyer, but I really do like him if you're going to get him in like a DJ lineup and you need a cheap guy. Roy Sabatini is definitely a flyer. But, you know, you look at some corollary courses in RBC Heritage and the AT&T Pro-Am kind of fit here. And Maverick McNeely, second and fourth in those tournaments, he can really string birdies together. I mean, if he's going to make the cut, he's going to make 18 to 20 birdies. I can guarantee it. He, he reminds me of Cameron Davis back in the day where Cameron Davis was getting nine birdies but still missing the cut. And if he just made the cut, he's going to just get you tons of fantasy points. Maverick McNeely can string him together. I like him as a confident flyer this
0: week. All about making the cut, Wild Man, right? I mean, you gotta get six for six through. Obviously, we've had some big caches at five for six, but they are a lot harder to come by. Six for six is the key. What is the field like this week? How many golfers, how many will get through on the cut? Is this an easier cut than most weeks or is this a harder cut?
1: Standard PGA torque cut line, T sixty five and ties get through. Standard size field. Um I like that Maverick McNeely Cameron Davis comparison. That's that's good. I, I like that a lot, actually. Uh, but but look, we talked we're talking about value, guys. We talked about Rom versus Zeus Taysan in the three thousand dollars savings. This week we talked about uh, Strelman versus Sink, and you can even throw in Strelman versus Griot there. Like that's that's if you are going to make that bet that Strelman beats Griot this week, um, that's that's no better than a coin flip, and that's two thousand bucks in savings there, your opportunity cost for playing these guys that are high priced versus comparable guys that are lower priced is significant every time you do something like that. So yes, six for six matters. Um, it's not just about, you know, you've heard the cliche balanced build. It's not just about that. It's about value. Uh, the fact that Harris English coming off a of 14th and a third at the U S open is still like the 19th price golfer is hilarious i'm not saying he's going to play well uh but those are the value spots we're looking for there um very similar to to you know we keep coming back to streelman and he's probably going to play well don't get me wrong but at 9500 9400 t13 is not good enough you know you need a guy that's contending on sunday so i hope that
0: makes sense bones dk we'll give you the final word on the Travelers Championship. Any final thoughts? Hey, let's
2: win some money again this week, man. We're riding the heater again. I love all the listeners. Thank you so much. First time we ever hit over 100 views on the YouTube channel. Love the support. Love everyone winning. Uh, Enter those small contests with little people. High buy-in. Let's win some money again. Uh, We're feeling really confident this week. So um, I I love our takes. And good luck to everyone.
0: I really like that idea. Small uh, field, high buy-in. That's how you're going to profit playing DFS. At least that's how we've profited, uh, profited the Bones DK Golf family. TW Man 66, thanks so much for joining us. Bones DK Golf, thank you so much. I am Golf Guy WV. You can follow me on Twitter in my quest to 100. We're at 42 and a half right now. Golf Guy WV on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and good luck at the Travelers Championship this week.